how is everybody? Welcome on board. Mr. CJ's in the house as well. I hope everybody's having a fantastic night. Welcome back. It's day 17. So how did you go with your swishing? Wolves, if you missed last night's session, go back, find it, and watch it, okay? Find out what all the swishing was about. One more fun way to change a ritual that doesn't actually serve you anymore. So today, Wolves, we will be learning some key areas on how to unlock your financial genius, all right? Today and tomorrow's sessions will teach you how to condition yourself for wealth. Are you excited? Excellent, awesome. Uh, all right, so let's get started. So firstly, I'm going to make a powerful, perhaps even a confronting, but a yet a true statement, right? I want you to listen to this. You know I love you guys, but listen to this because this really resonates. If you do not have the wealth that you want in your life right now, then you have not conditioned yourself for wealth, right? I know that seems confronting, but as I say, that is, that is a true uh, statement as far as I'm concerned. So that is what we are going to cover today, how to condition yourself for wealth. You have probably noticed that when people talk about money, it can raise or drop emotional levels very, very easy. Even talking or thinking about money can create extreme emotional polarity. On one extreme, people can be very passionate about it. On the other extreme, people can have absolute contempt for it. Why is that so? Well, remember the neuro associations that we learned a lot about in week one? Well, think about how money can be associated with so many areas of your life in business, in relationships, in religion, and many other different areas, right? The truth is money is nothing but a representation. It's a means to measure the exchange of value between two people. It's like stored value. A great way to condition yourself for wealth is to model yourself financially on successful people who can create, build, and also, more importantly, maintain wealth. There's lots of role models who have made abundant levels of wealth. Even if it may be your goal to create massive levels of wealth, you can still learn from role models on how to create and also maintain wealth, right? Very, very key. Who has heard or read of the book, Think and Grow Rich? If you haven't, go get it. That is one of the main books that you should be reading. It is a book based on research done in the early 1900s as a result of a study and what it takes to actually build wealth. Even though we're in 2018 now, there are some wealth creation distinctions that remain the same. Why? Because the building of wealth is fundamental to the mindset of wealth. What it is that makes some people not only expect wealth, and find a way to create wealth, and then others, even though they know how to build wealth, often sabotage it, right? Here are seven reasons why most people never make it financially. This is what we call the seven wealth wounds. People who want money but are not bad enough to end up making the actual wealth due to the push and pull of negative associations and positive associations that we have around money. Does that make sense? So here are the same so here are the things that drain people's ability to get ahead financially. As we go through them, have a think as to whether any or even all of them may apply to your actual mindset. So wealth wound number one is having a negative association to money. 
You might think that that's pretty crazy, right? But money will help with so many things. It will pay my bills, give me more time with my family, let me contribute to a charity, buy gifts for family and friends, etc. And And yes, many people do have those beliefs. However, what happens is that old, sometimes unconscious negative beliefs come up against the positive beliefs. And this keeps people from attracting money or they attract money and then their brain gets scared and they start to sabotage it. The number one negative association is linking negative things to excess money. Here are some other negative associations to having an excess of money. Have you ever heard the phrases, you know, hard work and no time to enjoy it? Well, that's a negative association. What about less time with the family? Have you ever heard that one? What about, oh, well, it just takes so long to make it, or people will judge me on it, or I won't be as spiritual with it, or I'm not smart enough to earn it. These are all negative associations. Or what about if I earn all this money and then I have to pay more taxes, then the tax department will be after me, or rich people take advantage of others. Too many people knock themselves out of the game even before they get to bat. Guilt of having excess can sabotage a wealth mindset and keep people from having more money than they could have. Here is the thing, living in lack does not necessarily encourage the best of the human spirit. Often where there is lack, there are people in pain, people doing extreme things to survive, crimes are committed, people are hurt more, and the cycle continues for them as well as generationally. Right? Abundance, on the other hand, is healthy. Money can be used to help others. Generally, people with more wealth are not only as focused on themselves and their own survival, so they have time and energy to focus on others and become aligned with the spirit of contribution. This does not mean that there are not some people who have little, who have been, you know, who have little money and have been great role models in being able to contribute around the world despite having little money themselves. But money can be used as a powerful, positive tool of influence for others and for you. I just want to make sure you get that right so that we can clarify around money so that you don't have that hang up, right? So that was wealth wound number one, having a negative association to money. Does that make sense? Okay, wealth wound number two, never making having an abundance of money an absolute must. You must decide on a specific amount of money that you must have that is well beyond your absolute needs right now. It is critical to make what seems a necessity, accessory, a necessity, a priority for long-term wealth. Decide on an amount that is abundant to you and make that a necessity in your life. This will ensure that when you drop below that threshold of that amount, you will do what is absolutely necessary to get back up in that threshold and then beyond. <clears throat> so avoid subscribing to wealth wound number two, which is never making having an abundance of money an absolute must. Cool? Excellent. Make sure you tell me if it's cool. Let's have a chat. <coughs> well, I cough and splutter everywhere. Wealth wound number three, never developing an effective strategy for building wealth. You see, it's an absolutely necessary to, one, create a strategy for making the initial income, two, get your money to make you more money. It's called leverage. In other words, make money your slave rather than you being a slave to money. And three, strategize how to share your money, you know, create positive associations with joy and fulfillment. 
So how do we do this? Model effective, financially successful people and find out exactly what they're doing. How are they strategizing on an ongoing basis? Model people in your own environment, make developing wealth fun, create an exchange of energy and value for you and other people. See, I always believe that if you add value to people, the money just flows. So just add more value. Develop a plan to have the right vehicle. This is very, very important to make money when you are sleeping, right? You can have an abundance mindset and have no negative associations to money. However, money will not flow if you have a wealth wound, number three, which is never developing an effective strategy for actually building wealth. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. So, let me just take that off my screen. Oh, excellent. All right, so wealth wound number four, failing to follow through consistently on a financial plan. All right, that's wealth wound number four. Here are some examples. Not taking actions on some of the learnings and strategies that have been being taught at seminars or from reading books on wealth mindset. Or taking money out of like, you know, something that's create like an investment which would be actually gaining interest, which would otherwise create massive compounding interest, or not consistently following through, not conditioning your wealth muscle, therefore not making it a positive wealth ritual. Get that done, and you're well on the way. All right, number five, wealth wound number five, relying too much on experts, right? This is a big one. This was a massive one for me. You need to rely on yourself, all right? Know your finances. Know how your taxes work. Get advice, sure. However, make your financial decisions your responsibility to understand and follow through on. Know your facts to avoid paying the price, right? But ultimately, you are responsible for your wealth, your vision, and your creation, Right, so take control. Don't allow somebody else to have control over your finances. Wealth wound number six, it's becoming financially complacent. See, a financial wealth foundation comes from consistently creating, building, and then maintaining money. When you stop paying attention, when you start taking it for granted, you pay the ultimate price. It is the same with your body, it's the same with relationships. Whatever you fail to use, you lose, right? Let me tell you a little story. There was a great merchant who was going on a trip for a long time and he wanted to make sure his money, his talents, a measure of silver, right, was going to be invested effectively so that he would prosper even when he was away. So this wealthy and smart man decided to entrust his talents, his silver, onto three servants. He brought in the first servant and he told them he was leaving. And he said, I'm going to give you five talents of silver. Please take care of them while I'm gone. He said to the second servant, I'm going to give you two of my talents and then I'm leaving. Please take care of it when I'm gone. Right? I'll be checking in to see how you go when I return. Right? And again, he pulled in the third servant and he gave him just one talent. Right? On his return, he called each of the servants in one by one to see how they'd actually done with his talents, his silver. The first servant came in and said, Sir, I took the five talents you gave me and I traded them. I used them and I invested them. And now they have multiplied. And now I have for you, sir, 10 talents of silver. And the master said, Well done. That is excellent. He brought in the second servant. 
He said, what happened with you? The servant said, well, it was kind of scary out there. Some people were trying to steal one of them. It was real tough, but I hung in there and I pushed real hard and I made some wise investments. And sure enough, I doubled the talents. They have gone from two to four. And the master said, well done, that is excellent. The third servant came in. This man was given just the one talent, remember? He came in and the master said, what have you done with the one talent I gave you? He said, well, sir, you only gave me one talent, so I couldn't afford to take any chances. So I thought I'd protect the talent by taking it, wrapping it in a napkin, and then burying it. That way, nobody could steal it. The master turned to the servant and said, you, sir, are wicked and slothful servant. The master took the talent from the third man and gave it to the man who had ten. Right? What are the two lessons to be learned from that silly, stupid little story that I just shared? Right? Number one is, those who do well with what they have, get more. And number two, bearing what you have will not make you more. Right? This will cause life to take away what little you do have. Does that make sense? Don't try and hold on to a little. Make sure you invest it and go forward and make sure you have a clear strategy around that and start to get forward in your life. And when you start succeeding and increasing your wealth, do not want to sit back. When you are not actively building wealth, you are not adding value and possibilities to more people. So make sure you're not getting so comfortable you would stop focusing, right? Financial wealth comes from consistent focus on how to continually create, maintain, build your financial foundation. Okay, excellent. On to the seven wealth wound. Wealth wound number seven is allowing financial crisis to turn into financial ruin. This is a big one. This is one I've just dealt with very recently. And look, imagine you had none of the first six wounds and you had successfully mastered the art of creating and building wealth. You've built a solid foundation and freedom in your life. Then one day something happens that you never expected. Say, for example, you lose 50% of your wealth overnight. Or say, for example, the source of that wealth disappears overnight, right? Or your wealth disappears in a matter of hours on the stock market. How would you respond? How would you react? How would you, would you allow a financial crisis to turn into financial ruin? Well, let me tell you, if you could heal this seventh wealth wound, you could remove all the scars from your financial body. You would move into a world of abundance, of unlimited possibilities. You would be able to create opportunity for yourself and for the people around you, an opportunity to have influence in your lifetime. Remember this advice, success is the result of good judgment. Good judgment is the result of experience, and experience is the result of bad judgment, right? I want you to make sure that you're clued into that. The most successful people have made bad judgment. The best financial managers in the world have made bad judgment. There are some things we cannot control. The key is that when crises occur, no matter how bad they seem, if you give up and don't even try and start associating it with fear and failure, you will develop the ultimate wealth wound, the dagger, the death rattle. That will ruin your financial future. Learn to be like a rubber ball. You've got to bounce straight back. Learn from what happened and reinvest. Remember, the past 
does not equal the future. If you focus on failure, you will never have what you want. Take financial crisis and learn to have faith. Learn from what has happened. Be flexible. Then take a new action in a new direction that actually makes sense. You must heal the seventh wound in order to ensure your entire future. This is absolutely critical. All right, Wolves, your exercises for tonight is to give yourself a financial checkup and no rubber gloves, okay? Be aware of your wealth wounds so that you can heal yourself quickly so that in your journal, I want you to write down your responses to these seven questions and I will post them for your perusal, okay? What are, number question number one, what are your most limiting beliefs about having absolute financial abundance? What do you associate with financial excess? What do you think financial abundance is excess? Is having excess money more than you need? Most people associate negative emotions and wonder why they never maintain a financial position of excess dollars, right? Question number two. Next, consider whether you have a specific amount of money that represents financial abundance. Have you made this number a must in your life? Do you know it? Or is it your current must, the ability to pay your bills? If you have not yet established a specific number, do so now and commit to having it. And number three, remember the strategy. Never leave the side of setting a goal or making a decision without taking some action towards its attainment. So today, do something towards developing a financial plan. I don't care what that is, whether you contact a financial planner, pick up a book on creating financial plans, or look at a new business deal. You choose. Question number four. Use something you learned from today's session, one simple light bulb moment, so that you can start feeling like you're making financial progress. Maybe it's simply a decision about what you're no longer going to spend your money on, or something you have been procrastinating about investing in, right? Maybe it's a decision you're going to make about what to believe about financial excess, or even a phone call to someone you know has the financial abundance mindset switched on and start to have a chat. Remember, tiny actions lead to a patterns of habits, which ultimately can be used to create the financial freedom you deserve. Question number five, make a list of any financial terms or aspects of financial management that you do not currently, you do not fully understand. Make a commitment to find the people who can give you the answers you need there's nothing wrong with not knowing an answer. There is definitely, though, something very wrong with not taking action to get the answer immediately, right? I'm a big believer in this. If I don't know the answer, I don't care how hard the friggin' question is, I will dead set ask that question. Remember the power of why. This is number six. Remember your power of why. Write a paragraph about why you're going to continue to follow through and avoid complacency. What were the excuses that you used in the past? See, this is an area of your life that you must master. So you come up with enough reasons that will help you continue to follow through and make a list of them. Make a list of them now, right? And number seven, ultimately, what frees you from fear is the belief that you are much more than anything that could ever happen to you financially. Do this one or two situations that have occurred in your life that seem difficult or almost impossible, but you pulled yourself through. Use these to remind yourself of the capacity that you actually have to turn challenges, not only 
into opportunities, but into dust as you eat that shit up, right? Does that make sense? Wolves, all right, to summarize today's session, we learned about the seven wealth wounds. We learned that to condition yourself for wealth, you must develop strategies for attracting money into your life, managing your money, sharing your money, which will give you tremendous joy, and to master these strategies, use modeling. Find people who are getting friggin' results not talking about it, and study what they do. Do the same things consistently and get the same results. Make sense? Wolves, I want to share with you something that can absolutely help with creating abundance in mindset. Go give somebody something and start contributing even when you have little to give. The gratitude alone that you will feel when you give is an emotional wealth in itself. Right? Don't give to expect back. Go give just a damn will give. Give out. One of the coolest things that we did when we hit a top rank was I was able to contribute to what they had this, uh, they built this orphanage and we had the rest of our team kick into that. And I can tell you, forget about anything else, the emotional wealth that I received out of that alone is probably one of my extreme highlights in my life. So Give it when you've got it. Give it when you don't have it. And remember, this is all about feeling gratitude and giving back to the world. Receiving is evidence that you have given consistently. Get a handle on abundance and the richness of your life will be totally increased. See, every part of your life will become abundant. You cannot give that what you do not have. You cannot afford not to help other people. So it is extremely important that you take action now, Wolves. When you find a way to help somebody else, you teach your brain that there is more than enough. Okay, there is more than enough. There's enough friggin' people running around the world at the moment with scarcity mindsets. Let's get into abundance. Let's make that our goal, right? So that's it for day 17, Wolves. I hope you have learned some stuff tonight. Unlocking your financial genius so that you can create unlimited financial possibilities and financial freedom. Tomorrow, day 18, we're staying on the financial path. We're going to be learning how to end financial sabotage, right? So who is in for that? Let me know. Who's in for that? Awesome. So till tomorrow night, Wolves, Wolves Pack, give me a howl. Oh, oh that was a bad howl. Man, I need some freaking speakers in here or something. Guys, I love you to death. You have an amazing night, honestly, and I will see you tomorrow. We're going to do this again. We're going to do it all week. We're going to do it until the 30 days are done. Why? Because we're wolves. So let's get out there and howl at the moon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.